to Asia Gaming Brief's podcast series. Today I'm talking to the CEO of the India Online Rummy Federation. Uh, it's obviously one of the fastest growing areas in global gaming at the moment, the skill-based skill industry in India, and there's a lot of interest in it worldwide. So Samir, welcome. And could you please tell us a little bit, first of all, about who you are and what you do? Thanks, Sharon. Nice to be here. Um, my name is Samir Balde. And I'm the CEO of the DORF, the Online Rummy Federation. Uh, basically, the federation is something that has been incorporated by the industry under what is known as the Societies Act in India. And what we are is that we are, we are basically the self-regulator for the online rummy industry in India. And so what we do is that we created the standard a couple of years back and we constantly keep upgrading it depending on uh, you know global benchmarks and what's the best practices in the world. Uh, we get companies, so we educate companies on what the standard is and we help them implement the standard. And what we've also done is that we've appointed one of the big four auditing firms as an external third party auditor and once they have audited our member companies, the companies that meet all the requirements of the standard, essentially we award them with a seal, uh, which is the TORF seal, which certifies that they're meeting all the standard requirements. As I mentioned in my intro, it's obviously a very fast growing, the whole skill-based market in India is very fast growing. Can you give us some idea of the market potential? Well, I think, uh, there's a before and after there, given certain regulatory things that have been happening recently. But if we consider it uh, as a normal, uh, whilst I might not be able to talk about the entire skill gaming industry, what I can definitely comment on is the online Rami business uh, in India. Uh, we anticipate that at this point of time, we are uh, doing about half a billion dollars uh, in terms of revenue um, as, as an industry. And, We've been growing at about 25% CAGR rates. We anticipate that uh, probably if nothing else happens and everything remains normal or comes back to normal, let's put it that way, in the next couple of years, we should be close to a billion dollars. It's a big market. And you did touch just very briefly on regulation there. Obviously, skill-based gaming is something that has been accepted as legal by the Supreme Court but seems to be increasingly challenged by individual states in India. Um, why is that, do you think? What, what's behind that? I think there are multiple issues over there. Um, one, of course, we need to recognize that uh, in terms of perception and in terms of uh, just culture uh, in India, games are, and, and, and especially card games, are considered to be not the best things to play. Uh, what is more important is that a lot of people confuse between games of skill and games of chance. And so people think that a game like Rummy, for example, is essentially a game of chance, which it's not. And because of which they think that uh, it's entirely dependent on luck in terms of whether you win or lose without really understanding that actually a very, very large part of that game is, is got to do with your own capacity, capability, and skill. That's one of the key issues because of which uh, we've really uh, had a bit of a struggle 
Um, and, and one of the big things that we're trying to do is educate both uh, the lawmakers as well as the media on the difference between a conventional um, game of chance. Uh, for example, in India, there is a card game called as Teen Patti, uh, which is played with three cards, uh, flush as it's called, which is clearly a game of chance as against something like Rami, which is clearly a game of skill. Is it, a, is it a concern to you um, that these these states though do seem to be taking this rather draconian approach and just banning things to get all together rather than regulating? It's a big area of concern, uh, especially given that uh, a lot of the last couple of states that banned us are also huge markets. Uh, it, it is a big area of concern and it continues to be because in a sense it strengthens the perception that this is bad. Right. And as I mentioned, that the um, Supreme Court has said that this is a legal practice. So is there a possibility to challenge this in higher courts, the state positions? Where we are, we have challenged the ordinances. And um, as we speak, we are in the high court in each, each, each of these states. Um, so and, and matters are being heard. So we, it remains to be seen in which direction it heads. We are quite optimistic, given that we have Supreme Court rulings in our favor. What, what do you think um, might encourage the governments to change their minds? I, I, I understand yourselves and some of the other industry bodies are lobbying hard for best practices. Um, is, is there anything else that you can do to persuade them to perhaps in, introduce regulation rather than a ban? I think the most important thing is to actually ensure that they're aware of um, three or four key facts. Um, one, that banning it has just not helped. That even if you ban it, everything just goes underground. It's actually the people who, are, who you're trying to help that suffer the most once things go underground because then, you know, legit operators are out of the business. And it's really fly-by-night legit operators operating in the gray space um, who, who continue to operate and you know they, they can follow any sort of practices because there's no code defining how they should run their businesses. Uh, so right. I think it's important to get states to recognize the fact that you know from a efficacy perspective this is probably not something that's very effective in achieving what they want to do which is to ensure player safety which is point number one. I think point number two is to get them to realize that they also end up losing revenue every time they do this, substantial revenue and revenue that keeps going, increasing as it goes forward, which is point number two. I think point number three is also to make them recognize the fact that, you know, in the online space, physical jurisdictions um, are very, very difficult to implement. People having access to VPN, people having access to various ways of actually still continuing to go online and continue playing if something is offered remains open. So your ability to enforce this tends to be limited. And then finally, point number four is that I think we end up sending a very wrong message uh, to regulators, uh, sorry, to, to investors. I mean, this sector in India, we estimate has upward of half a billion dollars of foreign investment uh, already in the sector. Uh, given that truth, uh, it's, um, you know, for an investor who said, who was told that, you know, we actually have a Supreme Court um, decision that very clearly establishes legality and invested in that faith, 
now suddenly to find that you know what suddenly we've got a couple of key markets not operational and revenues for this year might suffer because of that isn't exactly a great place to be in so i don't think you know that that's another aspect that we need to educate states about that every time we do this or consider doing it we essentially sending out the wrong message to investors who want to invest in the story is there um, a way of establishing a legal precedent? I mean, I, I understand that um, Dream 11 won um, in, in one of the states and the, the ruling is very much based on the legality of its business model rather than an industry-wide business model. Is, that, is there a way around that? I mean, as Rami, uh, as, as you said right at the beginning of the call, we already have multiple decisions at the Supreme Court level, which is the highest court in the country. So honestly, we already have everything that we need in terms of legality. Um, and uh, the, that position holds true whether it's online Rami or offline Rami. So actually, it is very much industry-wide. It's, it's not, the decision wasn't meant for a particular organization or a particular game played in a particular way. It's basically rummy, online, offline, everything. Right. So what would you say to a potential foreign investor right now who is looking at coming into India? What would you say were the key things they need to bear in mind? Well, I mean, uh, waters seem to be a bit murky right now. Uh, having said that, I think given that um, you know, again, uh, referring to the Supreme Court decision, referring to the fact that uh, we are engaged as strongly as we can with the governments, both uh, state governments as well as the center, we are optimistic uh, about things in the middle to long term. There might be a blip as far as the short term goes. And as long as they have the ability to be patient, um, I, th I think the story is really good. Um, if, if growth numbers are anything to go by, if uh, projections are anything to go by, uh, we still feel quite optimistic about those things. Well, just a couple of questions to end up on a more operational level that people might be interested in. Um, can you comment a little bit perhaps on the growth of technology in India, which I understand is um, extremely fast and helping promote the industry and also a little bit about payments. So, is there any issues with payments in India? So I, payments, I think, at least at the moment, we are not facing any issues. We, the operators essentially use payment gateways, wallets, they use, um, you know, internet banking facilities, they use credit and debit cards, all of which are open and uh, you know, players are uh, players can use whatever is convenient for them uh, to actually do this. So we're not facing any problems at, as far as payment gateways are concerned that I'm aware of. Uh, as far as technology goes, uh, I think uh, there's there's a huge amount of potential. We are at the very early days of where we are in this. Um, for example, as an organization, we, we are now exploring multiple ways that we can actually look at technology to look at responsible gaming and uh, how, you know, we can ask our member operators to incorporate technology to look at, uh, you know, using whether it's AI, whether it's uh, ML, whether it's, uh, you know, various aspects of technology uh, to, to 
trace patterns to identify vulnerable players before uh, something happens uh, to be able to address their concerns faster to be able to get help to them faster etc uh, but yeah i mean this is just one side of the coin as it were and um, most of these operators are using technology in multiple ways uh, to actually um, you know grow the business and make it more robust and sustainable so we we sense a tremendous tremendous need for technology um and uh, i think more mature technologies as it were some of which which would be helpful across industries at times and not just for single operators okay is there anything else that you'd like to add that you think is important to know about the the landscape when it comes to rummy in india right now well i mean i think what i would think is that in in spite of the growth we are still in early days as far as the industry goes um long way to go and uh, would like to hope that the government really considers the whole idea of regulating this sector seriously because if it were to do that i think the growth would actually go through the top in that sense and we see even better growth than what's happening right now if the government regulates the industry Thank you.